This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on insurance. I am an attorney who is retired from the active practice of law and spend my time as an insurance claims consultant, an insurance claims expert witness, an author and producer of some of these videos and blogs. Today I'd like to talk about the statutory requirements that insurers act in good faith. And I will rely upon California statutes and regulations because they seem to have started the ball rolling with regard to statutory handling of uh, the so-called tort of bad faith. Because some insurers failed to fulfill their promises, because some insurers took advantage of their insureds, California courts created a new tort called the tort of bad faith. Further, in addition, some insurers acted in bad faith and caused harm to their insureds. The California legislature enacted a Fair Claim Settlement Practices Act to allow it to regulate insurers. The state set up a statutory scheme and a set of regulations that allowed the state, by the office of the elected insurance commissioner, to punish insurers who violated the statutory and regulatory requirements. The statutes and regulations are one-sided. They only control the activities of insurers, not those who are insured. The initial statute designated to explain the difference between good faith claims handling and wrongful claims handling now provides as follows, quote, section 790.03 parentheses H close pren knowingly committing or, or performing with such frequency as to indicate a general business practice any of the following unfair claim settlement practices is a violation. One, misrepresenting to claimants pertinent facts or insurance policy provisions relating to any coverages at issue. Two, failing to acknowledge and act reasonably promptly upon communications with respect to claims arising under insurance policies. Three, failing to adopt and implement reasonable standards for the prompt investigation and processing of claims arising under insurance policies. Four, failing to affirm or deny coverage of claims within a reasonable time after proof of loss requirements have been completed and submitted by the insured. Five, not attempting in good faith to effectuate prompt, fair, and equitable settlements of claims in which liability has become reasonably clear. Six, compelling insureds to institute litigation to recover amounts due under an insurance policy by offering substantially less than the amounts ultimately recovered in actions brought by the insureds when the insureds have made claims for amounts reasonably similar to the amounts ultimately recovered.
7. Attempting to settle a claim by an insured for less than the amount to which a reasonable person would have believed he or she was entitled by reference to written or printed advertising material accompanying or made a part of an application. 8. Attempting to settle claims on the basis of an application that was altered without notice to or knowledge or consent of the insured his or her representative, agent, or broker. 9. Failing after payment of a claim to inform insureds or beneficiaries upon request by them of the coverage under which payment has been made. 10. Making known to insureds claimants a practice of the insurer of appealing from arbitration awards in favor of insureds or claimants for the purpose of compelling them to accept settlements or compromises less than the amount awarded in an arbitration. 11. Delaying the investigation or payment of claims by requiring an insured claimant or the physician of either to submit a preliminary claim report and then requiring the subsequent submission of formal proof of loss forms, both of which submissions contain substantially the same information. 12. Failing to settle claims promptly where liability has become apparent under one portion of the insurance policy coverage in order to influence settlements other, other, under other portions of the insurance coverage. 13. Failing to provide promptly a reasonable explanation of the basis relied on in the insurance policy in relation to the facts or applicable law for the denial of a claim or for the offer of a compromise settlement. 14. Directly advising a claimant not to obtain the services of an attorney. 15. Misleading a claimant as to the applicable statute of limitations. 16. Delaying the payment or provision of a hospital, medical, or surgical benefits, etc. Since the Supreme Court required that the California Department of Insurance enforce the statute, regulations were created. The Supreme Court made that recommendation in a case called Moradi Shalal v. Fireman's Fund. On the subject of whether the statute created a private right to sue, the Muradi Shalal Court applied a legislative intent analysis and held that, quote, thus far the legislature has not manifested an intent to create such a private right of action, close quote. Since the legislature had not manifested an intent to create a private right to sue, Muradi Shalal found that there was no private right to sue. The regulations were written to deal with the need identified by the Supreme Court in Muradi Shalal to give people who were harmed by an insurer to, and to punish the wrongdoing by the Department of Insurance. In so doing, the Supreme Court reversed an earlier decision allowing third-party bad faith claims, that being the Lee versus Yellow Cab decision. The court's finding was the basis for the creation of the regulations that took the California 
Department of Insurance more than five years to write. Similar regulations now exist not only in California, but in most states. The regulations set forth minimum standards for the handling of insurance claims. They are not intended to be a text on the handling of insurance claim that must be followed slavishly. They do not even claim to be a complete guide to claims handling. The regulations are rather an outline of basic claims handling techniques. Minimum standards are not maximum standards. The California Department of Insurance expects the insurers doing business in the state to treat their insureds with good faith and fair dealing far in excess of the minimum standards established by the regulations. They were put in force for the sole purpose of allowing the department to enforce Section 790.03 H as required by the California Supreme Court. Insurers with a professional claim staff will consider the regulations a starting point from which their dedication to serve those they insure will grow. If, as some may desire, the regulations are considered maximum requirements, the insurer will find itself in court fighting a suit claiming breach of the covenant of good faith and fair dealing with some regularity. As minimum standards, the regulations should teach insurers that they need to train their claims personnel to treat those they insure better than the regulations require. Although the training required by the regulations is compulsory, the prudent insurer will see the training requirements as a benefit to the insurer. The insurer may use the training requirements by the regulations as a starting point to develop a more professional claim staff ready to provide every insured who presents a claim with excellence in claims handling that is always provided with good faith and fair dealing. This video was adapted from my book, California Fair Claim Settlement Practices Regulations, which is available from the Amazon.com is both a Kindle book and as a paperback and can also be learned about from my website, Zalma.com, by clicking on the Insurance Claims Library and scrolling down to the uh, California Fair Claim Settlement Practices Regulations book. At that site, you'll also see other books I have written that are also available on Amazon.com or from commercial publishers. If you found this video to be useful or at least interesting to you, please forward it to your colleagues and please subscribe to the blog. Thank you for your attention.